Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Monday morning, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with Joe Welke. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. You know, we were talking a little bit before we came on air about skunks. <laughs> and this morning, I'm on my way into work, and I didn't see it, but I could smell it. And all I could think of was like Pepe Le Pew, like, ooh, la la, chante, cherie. And, you know, that's like a perfume, but it's not a very good one for us. No, not really. And you had some visitors at your house as well. I did. And what did you have? Five o'clock Friday afternoon, I had Charlotte and her two babies. (laughs) Charlotte. Well, you know, he was Charlie before, but obviously (laughs) it's Charlotte. Come booking across my yard. I thought you're a farm girl. How do you not know if it's a male or a female? I'm not going to check. <laughs> I'm, I'll leave that to you. How about that? Right away. Always give me the, the good jobs, I tell you. And they were very fragrant in the backyard, and my dog was actually sleeping in the front yard, so I'm not sure <laughs> what they're doing all back there, but whoop to this morning. <laughs> well, apparently the dog's not doing its job. It's just that I'm staying out of that mess. Well, she gets sprayed every other day, so I don't <laughs> really blame her for leaving them alone. Oh, man. It's going to be a fun morning here at Wax 104.5. And Jill, it's going to be sunny and hot, so get your bikini out. We're looking at a high of 93 degrees. Sunny and hot, and tomorrow, only 91. Oh, that's real cool. I I know. (laughs) So it's going to be hot, so make sure if you're getting up and out, do it early. Get your stuff done, because it's going to warm up. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's a beautiful morning here at Wax 104.5, and Jill and I are ready to have a great morning with you. We're just recapping Farm Tech Fest that took place last week. It was a lot of fun. A few hiccups here and there, and but it's our first event. It was the first time a country music concert ever happened at Farm Technology Days. I think it was phenomenal. We that, had fun. Oh, man. The atmosphere, though, was just so much fun, and the performers were excellent and it was just it was a nice evening to be out there and just relax and yes 
take in the whole thing. And perfect weather to boot. We couldn't have asked for better conditions for Farm Technology Days in Clark County last week. It was great. Rail Acres, Rustic Occasion. Everyone had a good time. We sat back to some good old country music. Too bad we couldn't have brought in George. That would have been nice. That would have been a topper. And again, that's George Strait with The Heartland. And I, I think it's easy to say that I think he's one of the kings of country music, Joe. Absolutely. You know, but Joe Nichols, whew, he was something to look at, though, last week, Wednesday night. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was nice. <laughs> you know, even Madison County. I mean, nothing against Sawyer Brown Band. They're they're decent looking. They're a little older for, for my liking. But Madison County, there was a few in there. It was like, wow, I like mm. country music more and more. Good eye candy. <laughs> Well, it is 501 on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time to check in this morning with some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. An armed citizen is being credited with stopping an active shooter inside an Indianapolis area mall. Authorities responded to the Greenwood Park Mall after a gunman entered the food court and opened fire. Three people were killed and at least two others were injured before he was fatally shot by a man that authorities are describing as a 22-year-old Good Samaritan. Police say the shooter was an adult male armed with a rifle and plenty of ammunition. No word yet on a motive, but officials are expected to release more information today. Multiple systemic failures contributed to the deadly mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. That's the bottom line of a scathing preliminary report from a State House investigative committee. It's hard to hear that there were multiple systemic failures because we want to tell ourselves that systems work. That's Democratic State Representative Joe Moody. The report cited chaos and lack of effective overall command among the different law enforcement agencies on the scene at Robb Elementary School. Although nearly 400 officers responded, they waited for over an hour to confront the gunman. In all, 19 students and two teachers ended up being killed. The Biden administration is not saying mission accomplished over falling gas prices. He has dispatched his team to do everything we can to ease price pressures. It is his top uh, domestic economic priority. That's according to White House economic advisor Jared Bernstein. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, Bernstein acknowledged that while gas prices are down about 50 cents per gallon, they are still unacceptably high. However, when asked if European sanctions on Russian oil would send gas prices up to $6 per gallon, he admitted that nobody can see reliably around the corner. And Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are married. People reports the celebrity couple obtained a marriage license this weekend in the Las Vegas area. They announced their engagement in April. However, further details on a ceremony were not available. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. So that's a look at our morning news here on Wax. And we had an you know, we had a busy week last week, Jill. We had the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, we had Farm Technology Days. It was just plain busy. It was awfully busy. And I you know had I a needed... chance to be at the fair, didn't you? I did. I went up on Saturday and I watched the Beef Open show. Got to watch my nephew and my nieces show their animals and I caught up with one of them. I caught up with a really big winner of the Beef Open show at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Miss Elizabeth Zimmerman, you brought home two supreme trophies. First of all, let's talk about that supreme champion bull for the open show. Tell me about him. What's his name? What? Tell me about him. Um, ECZ Nugget is my purebred, bred and owned bull. He is red with a blaze-faced uh, head. He is my prized and joy. I am absolutely in love with this bull, and he has just been so great for me. He was born out of a cow that I bought 
a couple years ago. The cow has produced great calves for me. I'm just really glad that we made the decision to show this bull and continue with him as my journey comes along with this show string of fairs. Okay, so he's bred known. What breed is he? He is purebred Simmental. This bull, do you work with him every day? Do you work with him once a week? How often do you work with him? We are usually up there every single morning, working with them, catching them, getting them washed and blown out so they can be under fans to get as much hair on them as possible. Um, he is on my our show cows for the year. Um, he's been on cows, and he's doing really well with that as well. So. so he isn't just a little baby. He's ready to be breeding these cows, right? Yes, he is. Now you brought home another trophy, too. A new trophy to this show. The Supreme Champion Cow-Calf Pair at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair Open Show. Tell me what you brought. I brought my five-year-old cow, Lily, who is a purebred Simmental cow, and her calf, Kylie, who is my bred and owned, who was born in the beginning of March. So this is a new calf. A lot of high hopes for this calf that you'll be able to show her next year without her mom. I am planning on weaning her at the end of August and continuing to take her to more shows throughout this year, and she is going to be my show heifer for next year. It's kind of neat when they're your bread known. Doesn't it give you a little bit more of a connection? It does, especially seeing her grow up from seeing her come out of the womb to seeing her achieve so many goals um, coming in the future. So this cow-calf pair, do you go and lead them and wash them every day? The cow and calf have both been washed and blown out every single day and put under fans. Um, they went to a national show with me. They have gone to farm tech days, and uh, they will continue to go to more shows this year. I'm very excited to continue to take them everywhere I go with me. So that Semital Junior National, that was held in Madison. You did pretty well with her, too. I got ninth overall percentage cow-calf pair. Um, with her, which was a super big achievement for me, especially since we're from small town Osseo. So. so ninth in a big show like that, you must have been right in the middle of the group. Yeah, um, we weren't at the top or the bottom, and we were just right in the middle, right where we, right where we would like to be. So, well, congratulations, Elizabeth, on bringing home the trophy for the Supreme Champion Bull at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, and. The Supreme Champion Cow-Calf Pair, Northern Wisconsin State Fair, in the open shows. And I'm Joe Welke. You know, that's so fun, watching these kids go out there and show their animals, and then to have a relation end up winning Supreme. That's just amazing, Joe. It is amazing. And Elizabeth is my niece, and she has worked so hard with these animals. And I think one of the best things also is that these are bred and owned mm-hmm. that's she, important she has raised them she works with them she she's and she's she's kind of a tough kid too you know <laughs> Reading those bulls they can be a little bit intimidating but she step by step and she's one, got to sweet talk those bulls tell them nice bully bully and one thing i didn't even add in was they did showmanship up there and she was second in showmanship for the 13 to 16 year olds. Wow. And it was a huge class. I think there was 20 kids in there. Oof. But she was spot on. She was actually beat by her brother. <laughs> wow. But I will give him that he has a little more experience. That must be what did it. He's older, right? He is. Oh, well, that, that's what it is then. <laughs>
Well, congratulations to the Zimmermans for doing well at the fair, along with all the other exhibitors that were there, because it's nice to see young kids out there doing something fun, getting their hands dirty, well, getting their shoes dirty, too, and just having fun. That's the best part about it. And so much professionalism out there. They are just, they're doing a job, and they are doing it well. Exactly. But we got to keep moving on, so congratulations to the winners of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. We've got weather, news, markets. We've got a busy day coming up. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at our weather for this upcoming few days. Today is going to be sunny and hot and a high of 93. Tonight, some clouds are going to be rolling in with a low of 72. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and hot. Just a slight chance of some rain or thunderstorm out there. High of 91. Tomorrow night, scattered thunderstorms with a low of 66. Wednesday, still going to be warm, but a little reprieve. Sunny with a chance of some thunderstorms with only a high of 84. And Wednesday night's going to clear off with a low of 62. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got Medford at 62 degrees. La Crosse is at 67. Marshfield at 62. Green Bay and Wausau are both at 63 degrees. Rice Lake is at 67. Milwaukee's at 64. Madison is at 67. And right here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area, we're at 67 degrees. Boy, we've got a long ways to go before we hit 93. And we've got our morning markets. Those are coming up next in this morning's markets. We'll be brought to you by... Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. And it's time to take a look at those morning markets, again brought to you by Real Mutual Insurance. Jill, start us off. What's going on this morning? Wire cash livestock, choice fed beef steers are 140 to 154 with mixed at 122 to 139. Choice fed beef heifers are 140 to 153 with mixed at 105 to 139. Choice fed Holstein steers are 123 to 142 with selects at 78 to 122. Cows are 72 to 108 with bulls at 77 to 113. Butcher hogs are 81 to 108, with sows at 53 to 62 and three quarters. Boars are 15 to 36. Old crop market lambs are 40 to 125. Feeder lambs are 110 to 150. Thank you so much. And now we're going to look at the Mercantile Exchange. We've got your live cattle for August at 134.92. That's down 47 cents. October's at 139.55, down 37. December's at 145.42, down 87 cents. Feeder kettle for August is at 176.35. That's down 255. September's at 179.67, down $1.95. October's at 182.45, down $1.37. Lean hogs for July is at 114.90, only down two cents. August is at 109.82, up a quarter. And October's at 92.60, down 75 cents. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we had your December corn up eight cents at 612. December oats up a dime at 453. November beans up 22 cents at 1364. October soybean meal was up $2.80 for three, to 394.30 a ton. Your December wheat was up 12 cents at 806. And then we look at the dairy side, a little rougher day on Friday and on the overnight. We had your barrel cheese down three and a quarter cent to 207. Your blocks down six and a quarter cent to $1.99 and a half. 
Your double A grade butter, that was some decent news, up three cents to two ninety three. And then we got your class three futures. July down a dime at twenty two fifty two. August down twenty cents to twenty sixteen. September down twenty seven cents to twenty nineteen. October down twenty four to twenty seventy six. November down four at twenty eighty three. And those markets were double digits downward through December of next year. So not the greatest news there, but there's always tomorrow. We gotta change it around. It'll come back. It'll be better. It's gonna be fancy like Walker Hayes on wax. You know, it's kind of funny. Jill and I were talking, and after we the song started playing, I started I was like, "Gosh, I think I've heard this before today." And apparently, the programmers like the song. Jill likes the song. Apparently, I like the song, and we all put it on there today. So, but it's fancy like. How do you not like it? It's just kind of fun and makes you hungry, I guess. It's it's fancy and uplifting, that's for sure. Well, Jill, you know, we had, excuse me, a very busy time, you know, at Farm Technology Days. And technology is constantly evolving in the egg industry. And now the idea of autonomous farming machinery is becoming a reality. A few were seen at Clark County Farm Technology Days last week. Of course, one was the robotic milking system at Real Acres. Another one that was there is from a French company that's working to create and distribute Fully autonomous agricultural robots that can do our field work. Christian Melendez, the director of sales in North America for NIO Technologies, says the company currently has five different models that can complete tasks anywhere from weeding around row crops to pushing animal feed. The robots are designed for small-scale operations and can typically work in a five-acre operation up to commercial vineyards. The company is currently based in France, but has recently begun testing its equipment in California. They're hoping to have seven different models. That's amazing. Why didn't they have this like 20 years ago to pick rock? You know how (laughs) beneficial I got inducted into the Rock Pickers Union at age seven. This would have been beneficial back then. It would have, but look at all that uh, good sun that you got. Oh, yeah, good sun. Sure. (laughs) I I, I will give it that. I did have a great tan when I was younger, but still, I would have liked to not have to pick all the rock. Yeah, all those winter potatoes sure do pop up, don't they? Oh, I tell you. But, you know... We've had a busy, busy week, and we've still got a busy week ahead of us. We've got more fairs. We've got Country Jam coming up. It's just a really busy time here at Wax. Yeah, and I think the blueberries are going to start ripening and be ready to be picked, too. Ooh, they're already, I think, ready. I think they're coming. Ooh, that's exciting stuff. But we're also going to be talking about some other exciting stuff. Drones for rural fire control. Something a little different. Something that is going to be beneficial for us. Absolutely. Bob talked to a gentleman that runs it for... Right in the area. Excellent. We'll be hearing from Bob Bosold coming up next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Boy, it's been popping up in the news really from time to time, not just in Wisconsin, but across the United States. Dry weather creating some real fire hazards. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And, you know, every time I see those massive outbreaks of wildfires, I just can only imagine what it's like to be a firefighter on the other end trying to get ahead of it. And I can't imagine all of the training and technology that we're using today, Bob, to try to make sure that we can get control of these wildfires, whether they're big, small, or wherever they're located. Yeah, and fires do happen, as you said, all over. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And drones. We talk about drones using them for spraying now, using for take a look at the crops and how they're doing. 
But rural fire departments all over Wisconsin are starting to incorporate drones, not just the fire trucks and the hoses and everything else. Drones are a big part of fire control, fire identification, also search and rescue for people that they need to find, probably. Noah Wallace is with the Pleasant Valley Township uh, Fire Department in uh, Eau Claire County. We talked to him about working with drones, and uh, he's been doing it for quite a while. I've been working with drones um, as an asset, uh, more than just the fire department, for seven years. And the fire department got these drones in 2021, and we have put them to work uh, in the spring of 2022 with brush fires and search and rescue. So tell me about these drones, because every one of them kind of looks a little different, but what uh, what's the makeup of these particular drones, and what makes them so effective as far as working with the township fire departments? Uh, these drones, uh, we have two, two sets. Uh, one is primarily basically visual inspection. Think of it as a camera drone. The other drone has camera, but it also has thermal capabilities that allows us to see the hot spots in a fire, track the fire back to its origination, or if we need to find a lost person, we have the ability to zero in on that person. These drones uh, have roughly 40 minutes flight time, so we have the ability to cover large areas very, very quickly. The maximum altitude that we fly at is 400 feet. That's not a limitation, as people might think. The fact that you're at less than 400 feet allows you to get really a lot of clarity and to be down where the action actually is happening so that you can actually identify the event or identify the person very, very quickly. Will this work through at 400 feet or less? You might have a lot of smoke up there. Does smoke cause a problem or can they go right through the smoke with your identification? They can go right through the smoke. The thermal drone sees right through all of that with no issue. They have multiple vision systems and GPS systems to help keep the drone safe in the air. So even if we momentarily lose visual of the drone in the smoke, we always know exactly where the drone is within three feet. And with the cameras and all the sensors, we know what we're not going to hit or what we're looking for. How high volume, for lack of a better term, are these cameras in there? These have to be pretty intricate cameras. They are. They are. The normal camera, drone, uh, these are you know professional cameras, so you're talking roughly 3,000 for a, just a drone that does the video footage. For the thermal, you're talking eight, $9,000. These specific drones are made and assembled here in the U.S., and so that's one of the things that we're happy about, too. Now, you mentioned it can pinpoint the source of the fire. How close can they get and uh, still safely operate? Some of these fires get awful hot. How big an area can they cover from uh, 400 feet? Well, you asked a really good question there. These drones are not thermal proof, so therefore we do keep a good distance from the fire sources. We stay out uh, roughly two to 300 feet from the the actual fires, whether it be a brush fire, structure fire, vehicle fire. But we have the ability to zoom 16 times into the event so we can get close with our eyes and still maintain a safe distance with the drone. With the 40-minute flight time, with the 400 feet, we can cover roughly about 80 acres in about 10 minutes uh, as far as the search and rescue goes. So very quickly, we can find things you know down to the size of your hand very fast. I would imagine that is very, very important, especially when you're looking to find a person. How close can you keep uh, contact with the ground crew, so to speak, to identify these locations to uh, get them to where a person might be in need of some help? 
Well, when we send the drones up, the drone pilot and the visual observer is usually next to the command uh, center. But these drones also have the ability to be handed off where we actually broadcast the video uh, via wireless or via the network. We can be thousands of feet away from command and feed that data back to them and allow them to see what we're seeing. And with our radio communications, they can tell us where they need us best as quickly as possible. What does this mean for being able to identify the source or where the fire started? I would imagine maybe some people <laughs> tried to tell you a story and the drone will say, your story's not right. That's an interesting thing because that happens more often than people know. The reality is, is from the ground, sometimes it is difficult to, to quickly find where the source of the fire is. But the truth of it is, is once you toss the drone up in the air, within minutes, uh, based on wind, weather, you can pinpoint very fast to where the fire originated. It's very accurate. What's the control mechanism for you on the ground to control these drones? Is it like a joystick in a video game or how do you control them? Actually it is a lot like a joystick in a video game. You're uh, given a control, it's got a, a seven inch display on it, it's full color, it's uh, high def, it's being fed at 60 frames per second and so you are you know, you're watching what the drone sees. The visual observer is keeping an eye on the drone with you, the, you know, from the ground as well. You know everything down to mere feet where it is from the GPS coordinates. You know what the camera's doing, what, what direction the camera's pointed. Uh, and all of that is recorded and a flight log. And then it's uploaded to our maintenance system at the fire department. So uh, the chief can always review what we were doing. He can actually replay that back in 3D and say, you know, here's where you could do better. Here's where we can always make improvements. Are these things getting to be just as important to a fire department as uh, the hook and ladder truck and the hoses and things like that? This seems to me that uh, you can really shortcut the system that we've been traditionally dealing with fighting fires. Well, you're always going to have the need of the equipment that you mentioned. Uh, I think that these are going to really prove their value to 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 be that additional tool in their tool belt that can keep the firemen, uh, you know, firefighters safe and at distance when needed, but give them total situational awareness so that, that when they do deploy those heavy assets, they're making the best decisions as quickly and most efficiently as possible so that we minimize damage and save life. That is so interesting, Jill, how they can do that type of thing and send those drones up in the air and see everything and how how they can monitor things and do it safely versus putting people out there. I find it amazing the control that they have over them, too, because they can really spot on and hone in a certain place and, you know, keep keep your humans safe. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, again, that was Noah Wallace for Drones for Rural Fire Control. Always interesting stuff. But we've got a busy morning here at WAX. We've got to head over to the markets. We've got Rocky Olson. He's coming in next. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're at 29 minutes before 5 o'clock on a Monday morning. It's time to check in with those morning markets. Let's head over to Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock in with the Good morning, Rocky. Good morning, Kristen. So it was a busy weekend, but you know, the rain held off. And it rained, you know, during the night, which was nice. But overall, a really nice weekend. Yeah, for sure. Things are sure growing well. Yeah. And speaking of growing, you've got some big sales coming up this week and next week. You betcha. Thank you, Kristen. Uh, good morning, everyone. 
Uh, this is our last week's market shape up here at Premier. We did sell over 2,500 head of livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded steady. High choice and prime Holstein steers 131 to 139. Choice beef steers and heifers 130 to 144. Market cows were a little lower, but still very strong this last week. High yielding cows from 85 to a dollar four. Most cows from 70 to 84. Market bulls high yielding from a dollar to a dollar 19. Lower yielding bulls 99 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. Higher yielding 95 to 115, lower yielding 94 and down. Uh, big week again this week at Premier. Or like I said uh, last week, actually, I'm sorry, we did sell over 1,000 baby calves. Uh, most of them, uh, Holstein bull calves brought 90 to 205. Your beef calves, 125 to 385. Holstein heifer calves, 20 to 80. Uh, big week uh, at Premier this week, Tuesday, we got our special feeder cattle auction. Expecting a big run there. Also selling bread stock cows, cow-calf pears, and beef breeding bulls. We do have two complete beef herd dispersals. Uh, featuring lots of cow-calf pairs for this week. We do start with the bread cows at 11. Uh, if you're bringing any bread cows, they need to be into the market by 9 a.m. for preg checks or today, and we do feed and water all those cattle at no charge the day before. Uh, then Wednesday, uh, dairy cattle auction. We've got a great lineup of high-quality dairy cattle. We've got two complete dispersals. Uh, herd number one, we've got 70 Holstein tie stall cows uh, milking in the 80s. going to be 40 years on test. Herd number two, we've got 30 crossbred in Jersey young cows going to be tie stall milk free stall housed uh, we really got a stellar lineup of top reputation fresh cows and spring and heifers more details at premier livestock and auctions.com uh, don't forget uh, machinery auction will be coming up here august 26 we are now taking in consignments for that auction uh, any questions at all you call us anytime we're uh, out in the a farm looking at livestock every day as well uh, give us a call 715-229-2500 and that's the way it shaped up boy that sounds like a busy week and you got that big machinery sale coming up you guys are always doing something we got something going on all the time that's for sure so. excellent well if you got machinery you got cattle get a hold of premier livestock have a great day you too rocky there he goes rocky olson from premier up and with and we've got more coming up. We've got our weather, news, markets. It's a busy morning. And it's that time of the morning to check in with our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. How we doing? Oh, I think we're ready for the heat wave. How about you? Uh, well, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the humidity. Uh, it's, I feel like a typical Midwesterner when I say it's not the heat, it's the humidity. <laughs> but uh, that's going to be the story for this week anyway. Well, I thought maybe you were going to get dressed up like in a luau shirt, you know, and pretend like you're in Hawaii on... You know, your future honeymoon that's coming up, you know. Well, that's we're going to Europe for that one. So, But that's not coming till next year. So oh, okay. You, you don't got to miss me yet. Oh, well, that's <laughs> good. Well, Hawaii this year, Europe next year. Oh, yeah. You know, that that sounds good. I'm, try, I'm trying to help you out your future <laughs> wife here. Yeah. Well, you know what? It is going to feel a little bit like Hawaii because we'll have the heat and humidity today. Our temperatures will climb to about the low to mid-90s. And we'll have dew points in the 60s and 70s. So that said, it'll feel like it's in the upper 90s uh, for some of us later on plenty of sunshine otherwise tonight we'll have some clouds move in through the overnight and we cool down only to the low 70s tomorrow brings us a chance at a couple showers here and there though most of the day should stay dry and uh, otherwise going into tomorrow night mostly clear upper 60s for our lows wednesday another brief chance at a shower or two but otherwise partly cloudy with temperatures cooling off into the lower to mid 80s mostly clear wednesday night mid 60s thursday and friday both sunny and mid to upper 80s so starting to warm it up just a little bit and then 
Saturday brings us another chance at some showers with temperatures into the upper 80s. But for now, we're looking at mainly clear conditions, a pretty sunrise, and a temperature of 67 degrees. Wow, 67 and it's going to be 93 today? Yeah, well, we're starting off fairly warm, but yeah, 93 is uh, our our forecast high, and that's a scorcher. Yeah, no, well, make sure we drink plenty of water and maybe take a dip in a pool. Yep, and check on your furry friends, too. Exactly. All right. All right, Mike, thank you so much for the update, and we'll catch you later. All right, sounds good. Talk to you later. Thank you. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Your Marquardt Motors service department is open for your 5,000-mile scheduled maintenance visit with a complimentary tire rotation, vehicle health check, and a car wash. Schedule yours at MarquardtMotors.com. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's time to check in with some morning news with Morgan McCarthy. And Morgan, we got a busy day, so catch us up. What's going on this morning? Well, good morning. Coming out of a weekend, I'm plugging into a new week. Here's what we're learning today. We'll tell you an update from Trumpelo County and the sheriff's office there saying that Derek Schwartz was reported missing by family members in the middle of June, but has been located safe, alive and well. No foul play suspected in that case. That is now closed. Looking into other headlines across the state, we bring John DeMaster in for an update on a dentist from Grafton. It'll be four and a half years in prison after they're accused of breaking patients' teeth so they could fix them to collect insurance. 62-year-old Scott Charmoli of Grafton was arrested after investigators say he put in over 1,600 crowns in patients in just two years. That's about six times more than the average of most dentists. Prosecutors say he would fake x-rays and harm teeth beforehand to make sure insurance companies would pay out on the procedures. He's going to be behind bars in federal prison for the next four and a half years on fraud charges. I'm John DeMaster. Well, there were no injuries reported after a fire in Rice Lake. It was over the weekend about 8 a.m. Saturday when the Rice Lake Fire Department was dispatched to American Excelsior plant on Pioneer Avenue. Fire starting in the silo, though. Damage estimates still out, but uh, nobody injured in that fire. The cause still under investigation. Shifting to the political stage, the RNC and MKE. Milwaukee updates its convention plan, and this time for Republicans, as the Republican National Convention Planning Committee picked Milwaukee to host the 2024 convention as Milwaukee did beat out Nashville, which saw some opposition from local leaders there. Milwaukee will largely use the plan first put together for the DNC, the Democratic National Convention in 2020, and that convention, of course, didn't happen because of coronavirus. Now the RNC is planned for the summer of 2024. Looking across the aisle, voters got their first side-by-side look at Democrats running for U.S. Senate. Five of the candidates debated last night in Milwaukee. Most of the talk was predictably about the big E issues like abortion and uh, reinstating that in the state. They also took shots at some of the Republican senators. And polls right now show frontrunner Mandela Barnes with a slight lead over newcomer Alex Lassery. And we move away from the political stage where something's fishy, literally today. Every July 18th, National Caviar Day is observed. Mark Mayfield, make a splash. It serves as a day for celebrating and bringing awareness to the delicacy that comes from the sturgeon fish. Harvesting caviar was once banned in the U.S. to protect the fish from going extinct. However, its population has never fully recovered since the ban, which explains its status as a luxury food. You can celebrate National Caviar Day by learning about sturgeon and posting on social media using the hashtag National Caviar Day.
I'm Mark Mayfield. Well, out of the water and back to the barn, we bring you to Kristen Smith, Jill Welke in the Midwest Farm Show, and then right after 6, Alex Edwards gets us going, keeping the plates in the air, and uh, seeing exactly what he's got stored in the live well today as we are in a country jam week, and plenty of fun to be had in the Chippewa Valley as we go live, local, and ride along with you on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan, and we will catch you later. we got a busy morning here at Jill, you know, National Caviar Day. Uh, I'll I'll pass on. That. I think I'm gonna pass. Like if it was National Ice Cream Day, like we had. Oh, National abs- Cotton Candy Day, National Apple Day, caviar. No, Ugh. I don't know. That might send me to that dentist. Yeah, I we don't, don't need that. How, I don't even. How many cavities did they say he did? Or crowns? Sixteen hundred. Oh, it's bad enough. I mean, getting one done. Could you imagine just having somebody rack that up? Yeah, uh, not not cool. No. Dentist- Going to the dentist is not my favorite place, but oof. And they get a bad rep. I mean, they're there to help us. We go to them, but, you know, I, ugh, yeah. Absolutely. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> <laughs> eating caviar? I, I say eating caviar. Definitely eating caviar. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Oh. Well, our smor- this morning's news this morning will be brought to you by... Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we've got to check in with our morning market this morning. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. Good morning, Jim, and catch us up. How'd the sale go? Choice beef steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.38. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.18 to $1.37. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.30 to $1.37. Choice Holstein steers dollar fifteen to a dollar twenty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar fourteen and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from seventy seven to eighty four. We had a top eighty five. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty one to seventy six. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty and down. Organic market on Tuesday. Eighty percent of the organic cows sold from ninety to a dollar thirteen. We had a top of a dollar fourteen and a half. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 and down. Cull bulls sold from 85 to $1.07. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 70 to $160 per head. Light and pork quality calves sold from $70 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $220 per head. Sows on Thursday sold from 75 to 83 We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesday at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, July 29th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thank you so much. That was Jim Lindsay with the Equity Altoona Barn. And now we've got to check in with our Stratford Equity Barn, Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, good morning to you, Kristen and uh, Jill. Good morning to everybody. Uh, a very warm day on tap here, but what a nice, beautiful week. A lot of stuff going on, so we're ready for another busy week. 
Yep, we're ready, and it's going to be hot today, so catch us up. What's going on over at Equity in Stratford? All right, Kristen, I'll do that, and I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. I had a very busy week on tap here at Equity Stratford this week, and we will start this morning, uh, Monday morning, uh, bright and early this morning. We'll start with the uh, market cattle auction. We saw conventional market cows this morning, along with fed cattle and also market bulls. We'll get to the baby calves this, uh, this morning around 1130. And again, uh, uh, high, uh, high forecast of 93, like the girls said. So, folks, if you're moving cattle today, good idea. Get them on the road early this morning. We'll get them sold before it gets real warm. So that'll be today. Tomorrow, Tuesday, a very busy day here at Stratford. Tomorrow, we start tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction at 11 o'clock. We do have another dairy cattle auction, of a large, large dairy cattle auction for you folks tomorrow. We have two complete herd dispersals. First herd, 50 Holstein, Holstein cross cows. Uh, they're going to be coming from Shano County, and the uh, farmer is uh, retiring from milking. Our second herd is 75 Holstein cows. So, again, a very good opportunity for folks to buy some good quality cows, uh, cows all stages of lactation. I'm sure there'll be cows for everybody's budget for tomorrow. Again, that will be at 11 o'clock, dairy cattle auction here in Stratford. Uh, following the dairy sale tomorrow, we'll sell uh, market cattle, including organic market cows, which we do sell every Tuesday. On Wednesday, our auction starts at 10 o'clock, full marketing day on Wednesday, including the feeder cattle sale. That will be at 12 noon on Wednesday. Thursday auction does start 11 market cattle and baby calves also on Thursday. Just want to uh, look at something uh, kind of coming ahead here in August. Uh, we have a special bread beef cow sale here at Equity Stratford. That will be on Wednesday, August 3rd, and we do have quite a few cow-calf pairs, uh, beef cows, for that auction on Wednesday, August 3rd. So again, Kristen, a very busy week on tap here at Stratford, uh, and like I said before, it's going to be warm today, so you folks, uh, if you're planning on moving livestock today, get them on the trailers, get them early, get them in the market early so we can get them sold before it gets real hot this afternoon, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning to give an update on how things are trending here on the markets. Uh, and I know you guys are following the Board of Trade, the Mercantile. That thing is like a roller coaster, isn't it? Oh, yeah. They're always changing. But that's what we do. We keep an eye on it and just let you know what's going on. Well, you ladies have a nice day and keep cool. And we'll be back here tomorrow morning. And, uh, well, the, the big man be in the chair tomorrow. Of course he will. Okay. Well, I mean, it's about time for him to take another vacation, isn't it? I think that's coming up. What, Jill? Next month he's going somewhere? Yes, in August, the 1st to the 9th. Oh, he's traveling soon. So, All right, well, that's good. He's, uh, he deserves it, I guess. Well, you ladies have a nice day. Keep cool, and we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow morning. Sounds good, Jerry. Thank you so much. There he goes. That's Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Barn. So that's a look at our morning markets. We've got more markets coming up, plus a look at what's going on within Alfalfa Update Program. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at the morning markets this morning on the Chicago Board of Trade. We had your December corn up eight at $6.12. Your December oats up a dime at $4.53. November beans up 22 cents at $13.64. We had your October soybean meal up $2.80 to $3.94.30 a ton. December wheat up 12 at $8.06. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese was down three and a quarter cent to two oh seven. Your blocks were down six and a quarter cent to a dollar ninety-nine and a half. Double A grade butter was up three cents to two ninety-three. And your class three futures for July were down a dime to twenty-two fifty-two. August down twenty cents to twenty sixteen. September down twenty-seven cents to twenty nineteen. October was down twenty-four cents to twenty seventy-six. November down four at twenty eighty-three. And then those markets continued double digits downward through 2023. 
Looking at the country elevators in the area, we had Golden Plump in Arcadia at six ninety nine for corn. Baldwin is at six fifty four for corn, fourteen sixty one for beans. Durand and Mondovi at six fifty four for corn, fourteen fifty six for beans. Elmwood is at six fifty nine and fourteen sixty one. Fall Creek is at six thirty nine and fourteen forty six. Osseo is at six sixty four and fourteen sixty six. Elk Mount is at six twenty nine fifteen oh one. Sparta is at six sixty three and fifteen fifteen. Ellsworth is at six thirty nine and fourteen forty six, and your ethanol plants in the area are at six seventy eight for Boysville, six seventy three for Stanley, and New Richmond's at six sixty eight. And that's a look at some of your morning markets. And now we're going to hear from Dr. Dan Undersander talking about: Hey, is the supply good? How do we sell it? What's all going on with that? Haymaking has been going pretty good this year in Wisconsin. We're going to talk about that and maybe some opportunities with that hay. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, joins us on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And, Dan, I'm sure the hay mows are getting full and maybe a chance to move some down the road. That's right, Bob. This is an opportunity that we ought to be thinking about for this time of year. Uh, it is really fortunate that we have generally had good growth of the alfalfa, uh, good haymaking conditions, and we have put up some quality alfalfa hay and, and haylage for ourselves. However, that's not true all over the country. Uh, when we start to get west of the Mississippi, and frankly, the farther west we go, uh, things have been drier, yields have been less, and uh, and then, of course, we have the situation of uh, California cutting off a lot of water to alfalfa, so what hay there is in Kansas and Nebraska is going west. So I think there's opportunity or will be for selling some hay, particularly quality hay. The important thing, if you want to do that, is to plan ahead a little bit. Uh, Medium square bales, the 600 to 1,000 pound bales, uh, really sell a lot easier, and they sell for about 50 bucks more a ton than round bales. If your intent is simply to market to a neighbor, uh, round bales might be okay. We have a lot of those balers around, and farmers might want to uh, use that just because it's available. But if you are thinking about marketing, it might be worthwhile to hire somebody to make square bales with the hay. For about uh, $8 a bale or so, um, you can get, then uh, that's about 16 a ton. You can expect an extra $50 a ton compared to round bales. Uh, they also, the square bales are easier to ship. Uh, you can get more weight on a truck, and uh, therefore you increase the marketing area that you might be selling to. So uh, a little planning ahead if you're thinking you might have excess hay and you might want to market. Uh, the concept would be that the square bales sell better than the round bales do. And uh, again, I would keep round bales for myself or my neighbors. If I think there's a chance I might have some hay to sell, I would make square bales. Then the important thing is to keep it up off the ground uh, so that the bales don't soak up water from the soil. And uh, maybe even to put a tarp over it so that it keeps its green color so that rain doesn't uh, soak into the bales as much. 
or else to put them in some kind of a shed. But really square bales covered with a tarp are a, a good marketable hay. The current price of hay is about $250 a ton for dairy quality, about $200 a ton for slightly lesser quality, and it's likely to stay that way throughout this year and into the winter. So uh, marketing is a good opportunity. A little planning ahead can uh, significantly increase your income by making the bales in a form that are more marketable. And out west, uh, they're looking for hay. It's dry. Market that hay. It's worth some money. Dan Undersander, a state forage specialist, with us once again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Thank you so much, Bob. And we've got, you know, speaking of hot weather, we've got a hot day coming up. It's going to be sunny and hot today with a high of 93. Some clouds tonight with a low of 672. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and hot again. Slight chance of rain with a high of 91. Wednesday, Sunny, chance of some thunderstorms, high of 84. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.